almost every company goes through some kind of cyclical business plan. It might be an annual, annual operating plan, AOP. In many companies, it's becoming faster and faster. But that planning process and the results of that planning process have to include innovation. And innovation is going to get its funding based on those plans and what's created in those plans. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development as businesses aim for long-term success. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sofion CTO. If you're looking for additional information around new product development or corporate innovation, sign up for Sofian's newsletter where we share news and industry best practices monthly. The fastest way to do this is to go to sofian.com that's S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com and click the sign up and stay informed box. I thought I'd talk today about innovation management from a holistic point of view. That's a topic that is important because a lot of times we get centered or somewhat siloed when we're thinking about innovation management. So what is it as a whole? Well, in a company, first of all, It's enterprise-wide. So innovation management is not siloed in any individual organization or department. It's just part of the company. And the company should be thinking about innovation management from that perspective. Holistically, across a global enterprise, how will people collaborate? How will they work together? How will they work separately? And just how does all that come together? There's a lot of idea sharing. As an example, we worked with a customer once, and they were developing some technology to inject nitrogen into an airplane wing so that it wouldn't explode during flight as the fuel was depleted. That company had already developed similar technology to inject nitrogen in potato chips bags during manufacturing to prevent them from crushing during shipment. And so those two innovations should find each other and should come together. And when they do, they can leverage each other and really achieve a lot of savings, a lot of new ideas, a lot of different ways of looking at things. That same company had a third example where they were looking at nitrogen and how it could be used inside automobile tires. Again, the same type of technology, the same type of challenges to develop the technology, to inject nitrogen, to deal with nitrogen, to handle it. And those three could be siloed efforts or they could be joint efforts across a global company. The second thing then is outside the company, among other companies. Think of the ecosystem. An ecosystem really runs a couple different ways. First of all, who are my partners that are going to help me develop something new? It might be universities that I'm going to work with. It might be partner organizations that we routinely work with. It might be startups. We may have a new technology that we need to develop. And rather than develop it in-house, we're going to conduct a firm that's sort of a startup firm. Maybe we even joint fund it. So that's one example of an ecosystem. If we think about it a little bit further, let's use a real example from the aerospace and defense industry. The Joint Strike Fighter, it's an aircraft that's used for warfare, and nations will need that aircraft. So the aircraft is developed and then it's sold across different nations around the world. There's multiple companies that are trying to develop that aircraft. You've got Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Honeywell Aerospace, just to name a few of the major, the major providers that are providing the aircraft componentry and working together. And then each of those has their own sub-suppliers that they're working with. They are 
trying to develop their little piece of the aircraft with other companies that are doing subcomponents. And these, for example, Northrop Grumman needs to work with its suppliers to develop the components, and then it's responsible for bringing these major components into the aircraft. And the Joint Strike Fighter Program Office is now have to bring all that together. So that's really holistic innovation management at a, at a global scale. And that innovation needs to fit with the countries themselves who are going to acquire that aircraft. They have their own defense strategies. They have their own innovation that they're doing. And they certainly can't end up with making, let's say, a new aircraft carrier and have no aircraft to put on that aircraft carrier. When we think about holistic innovation management, let's just spend a moment talking about what the components are of that what the scope of that is. Road mapping and strategic planning. What technologies do we have? What technologies do we need to develop? What capabilities do we need to develop? How do those fit against what the market is looking for? How does it fit against our own particular strategy? And so how do we bring that together? How do we visualize that? How do we understand the constraints, the risks, the readiness? All of that can be visualized in strategic planning and road mapping. Almost every company goes through some kind of cyclical business plan. It might be an annual, annual operating plan, AOP. In many companies, it's becoming faster and faster. But that planning process and the results of that planning process have to include innovation. And innovation is going to get its funding based on those plans and what's created in those plans. Ideation, we'll talk about that in future podcasts, but ideation is a necessary component of innovation management. How do we get our ideas? What do we do with our ideas? How can we source ideas internally, externally? Do we want to open source ideas and get outside our firewalls, or do we want to bring it inside, or do we need to do both depending on what area of our business we're trying to ideate from? And then there's the area of execution. Once you have the ideas, what do you do with them? How do you bring them to market? And so that includes your project management, your process management, all the things you need to do to be ready to develop a product, to actually develop it, and to then launch the product. None of us have one product. We have multiple products. And so now we're dealing with a portfolio. It might be a small portfolio, or it might be a portfolio of tens of thousands of products. But what is that portfolio? How do we balance that portfolio? How do we understand if that portfolio is achieving the type of business results that we need out of it, including optimization? How do we look at the portfolio and restructure it to achieve the level of performance that we desire? Think about your own stock portfolio, your own investment portfolio if you have a retirement plan. That is managed either by yourself or by third parties who are continually looking at the balance of the investment that's going into safe investments versus higher risk investments with potentially higher reward. That whole management of that portfolio is exactly what you do or your designaries do for your long-term retirement planning. That same concepts apply to a, a company who's doing innovation management. There are other related aspects as well, such as search. I need to find things. We're doing innovation globally across many countries, many locations. How do we find each other? How do we search and see what we're doing, reuse what we're doing? And so reuse is the reason we search. We search to find something, and then we're going to try to reuse it, either by contacting somebody or building on their work. But first, we have to be aware that it exists. And then I'd say another final aspect to holistic innovation management is the reporting and dashboards that the organization needs to put in place to understand 
what type of innovation it's doing and where it's doing it. Is it effective? Is it driving the results that we want? And those things might be centralized. They might be distributed. We may have individual innovation groups that are each having to look at what their innovation is doing in context of the broader corporate objectives. So all that is part of holistic innovation management. And the final piece, which I want to leave you with, is strategy. How does innovation align with corporate strategy? It is the number one driver of innovation that's going to separate success from failure. I'll just give one final example here. If you think about a company like Pepsi, and you go back to where they were maybe 10, 15 years ago, they had mostly salty, sugary snacks, and they were very successful at driving innovation in those areas and bringing blockbuster products to market for many, many, many years. Uh, They had many, multiple brands. Each brand was worth a billion dollars in revenue, so very successful. But they knew that long-term, there was going to be a shift in consumers to move away from that into more healthier alternatives. And so they had to rebalance their portfolios and their innovation activities to be able to drive a different type of innovation, one they'd never experienced before. How do we develop flavored fuzzy water? Who's going to buy it? Which countries are going to take it first? How do we market it? How do we distribute it? How do we talk and find and reach the eventual consumers of it? Totally different business. Yet they had to do that successfully in order to survive. Because they obviously, if they kept doing what they were doing, they'd be severely challenged in their business model. And it was the upstarts coming in with, with more healthier alternatives would just be continually eroding their profit margins. So that was their strategy. Their strategy was to get a balance, and they very carefully managed that balance. And everything they did in innovation during those years, while they were transforming from one type of company to another, was totally focused on supporting that strategy and understanding where the innovation was taking them in terms of that strategy. You can imagine it'd be very, very easy to fund a new product, the next product of Doritos. They knew the market, they knew the buyers, they knew how to sell it, they knew how to package it, they knew all the risks, they knew how to manufacture it, distribute it. Easy, easy, easy. But as I said, that flavored water, not so easy. And so they had to make sure that they were investing in what for them was probably very hard, difficult, new type of innovation and not just taking the easy innovation. And they've done that. They've been very successful at transforming their business model. And so that's just an example of holistic innovation management and how important it is that the strategy of the organization be reflected and that the innovation support that strategy. So I hope you enjoyed this little short overview on just the topic of holistic innovation management. Certainly in the next podcast down the road, we'll have plenty more opportunities to speak with industry leaders who are doing this on a daily basis and hear from them what this means. Thanks very much and have a nice day. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.